Welcome to Aiming for the Moon. I am Taylor Bledsoe. And I'm Maddie Henry. And on this podcast, we interview interesting people from a teenage perspective. That's right. And today we'll be interviewing Rob Lake, who is an illusionist and a magician. He got to the quarterfinals in America's Got Talent. So here's the interview. Well, welcome, Mr. Rob Lake, to the interview. So it's great to have you here. You are an illusionist. You are a quarterfinalist on America's Got Talent, the TV show, and you've received the Merlin Award for Best International Stage Magician, So, which is basically an Oscar for people who aren't up to date on their magician awards. So it's right. great to have you here. <laughs> hey, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So to basically start off the interview, I wanted to ask you, What's your favorite illusion slash, I guess, magic trick to do? That's a tough question because um, it takes me years to create these illusions. And sometimes it's taken me uh, more than 20 years for one illusion. So it's like asking your parents if they have a favorite kid. They might, but they probably would never admit it. But for me, it's uh, it's usually the one I've most recently worked on the most is the most exciting for me. But I love them all. It's, it's still my shows because I still love doing it and still love performing it. And um, I like them in different ways. So the ones I did like on America's Got Talent where I get chained up and I teleport across the stage and exchange places with my assistant, that one's really fun to do. So that one I get a lot of enjoyment to do. And right before I, I do the magic and switch, I usually break a big smile because I know what's coming. I know how the audience is going to react. And then on other side of things, uh, things that are interactive in the show are different every single night. So that's also very fun too. Yeah. You said that it's taken you 20 years to come up with one of your illusions. What what goes into making these? Like, how do you come up with these ideas? And how do you figure out how to teleport across the room, for instance? Can you kind of explain how you do this? I guess the sure. So, behind it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I can't obviously give away the secrets, but I can give you a little <laughs> bit of the thought process. I um, So I was 12 years old when I had the idea for an illusion. I wanted to cut myself in half. And I wanted to have no box or no cover and be completely in the open. And for many years, people told me, you can't do it. It's not possible. And I totally agreed because it's never been done before. And no one knows how to how, how you could do that. Um, so it really took me years of brainstorming and trying to think of how it could be done and then researching different methods of magic. So um, in answer to your other question about how to, how, how to come up with an idea, in magic, there are only so many effects, like what you can present to the audience, like teleporting or vanishing or levitating or disappearing or mind reading there there's a limit of kind of what effects are possible what you can perform and there's a limit of number of methods like how you can accomplish it and so it's kind of like in music there are only so many notes or so many instruments is how you arrange them to make a song well in magic it's very similar you know there's uh, so many methods and so many effects it's just how do you combine them to create your own so for spending 20 years i was trying all sorts of ideas and techniques and methods and uh, eventually it worked out do you have a favorite magician yourself? Like, do you have someone you look up to? Uh, you know, I had two amazing, wonderful mentors uh, who are very dear friends. One of them passed away about uh, 14 years ago, and the other one's uh, still with us and uh, retired. But they're, they're, So they really shaped my life and helped me out a lot. Um, but I, I really, for me growing up, my heroes and from being a kid to now are still people that I think are the greatest magicians, but you probably would not think of them that way. And that's like Walt Disney, Steven Spielberg, Jim Henson, people who've created magic and 
wonder and enchantment in their own ways. So it seems like almost film magicians or people who might not necessarily fit into the magician sphere, kind of like they have, they're a magician in their own category. Is that what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, 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 they create magic in their own way, but the magic they create, you know, reaches people on many levels. It's not just ta-da, here's a trick. It's not like you got fooled. They inspire you. They create the sense of wonder and joy. And that's, that's really what magic is about to me. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. So I'm kind of curious. You are well known for your huge, like very elaborate um, illusions where you cut people in half right in front of other people. You escape from chains and vanish and switch places. And they're very elaborate and very almost like you're watching a play or some sort of thing. So why do you do that and not just normal card magic, so to speak? Well, well, you know, starting as a kid, I, you know, I couldn't afford these big illusions and, and theatrical scenery. So I definitely started doing the small magic, but my focus, my goal, my dream from the get-go was always to make a big stage production. I love the theater. I love going to Disney parks. I love going to shows on Broadway and shows in the West End in London. And that's how I recharge. That's how I get inspired. That's how I get, um, uh, I get chills and I love to be moved and inspired by real theatrical experiences. So when I create an illusion... Uh, it's not just wanting to do a trick and fool people. It's wanting to take them on a, on a journey, a theatrical experience, and maybe to a different place or a different time. But so for me, the atmosphere, the scenery, the productions, the sets are just as important as the magic. So kind of to envelop your audience in the world that you've created, where vanishing is a real thing and where teleportation is real. And I saw one where you went up in a motorcycle and exploded on the top of the ceiling and then appeared halfway across the room. So you kind of want to take them to this world where anything is possible, it seems. Oh, absolutely. Even for a few moments, you know, there's this moment where, you know, when you're that wild and excited, uh, you know, you feel like anything can be possible. And so, so for me, part of that storytelling and that adventure is the theatrical world we create them in. No one believes we're really in ancient ruins. No one believes that, you know, this is a street scene, but it's part of what sells the story. We're providing a theatrical show and, and I perform in theater. So it makes sense to make it as theatrical as possible. Yeah. How does, do you see any of your magic and your kind of the way you create things? Do you think this, this kind of inspiration, this creativity that you've kind of learned from being a magician how does this transfer to people who maybe not aren't magicians? Can you kind of apply the same thinking of thinking through your magic, your illusions and some of the stuff to not real life? I don't want to call it real life because what you do, you actually create illusions as your real life, but as in like the day-to-day life of other people. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, I think, you know, we're all illusionists in our own way. You know, we all put up fake barriers and masks. So we all try to present something of, of, you know, uh, of, you know, of, of a front for ourselves, especially, you know, I, 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 looking back, you know, especially like in high school growing up, I would relate to that entirely, but, you know, we also, uh, convince ourselves of these stories in our minds, these illusions in our minds that aren't true. You know, we talk ourselves out of going for things that are ambitious. Oh, it would never happen. I shouldn't try, or, Oh, I don't have the energy for, it. you know, we kind of talk ourselves down based on not reality, but, you know, we make up excuses that are really nothing more than just like, um, you could say illusions or deceptions that we've allowed ourselves to embrace. So I think uh, what I do on stage is, is, you know, present very fancy uh, and fantasy type illusions. But I think we all relate to magic on a personal level because we're so used to deceiving ourselves. And once you shatter, you know, the great Buddha said all, you know, uh, you know, he spoke about getting rid of illusions. He wasn't talking about magic tricks. He was, you know, speaking of, you know, philosophically speaking of, you know, shattering the illusions that are holding you back that aren't real. 
So as it applies to yourself, at least, the magician should reveal their tricks to, if you're tricking yourself, then the magician should reveal their tricks to you. <laughs> that makes uh, to sense. Themselves. Absolutely, to the selves. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, I think it's being honest and being, um, you know, when people come to my show, they know from the get-go I'm going to deceive them. But that's the honest agreement we have. But I think uh, when it comes to personal deceptions and personal illusions, um, I think it's a lifelong goal for everyone to to try to 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 shatter those personal illusions. Well, that's that's really interesting. So, okay, this is these are our last two questions that we ask all of our guests. Number one is, what books have had an impact on you, and why? That is an amazing, amazing um, uh, question, and I love to read. Um, you know, I. I when I, was a, when I was a teenager, it was really hard for me to read books I was mandated to read, but I love to read books on my own. Um, tons of topics. I'm, I, and when I was a teenager, I was never a history fan, but I love, love, love history right now, um, both for magic history and life history. I think I've found so much reading uh, books that are hundreds of years old and just going back in time and discovering things, that, especially from the magic world that were long lost treasures and secrets. So I have tons and tons of books in my library that I've collected more in the last 10 years than, than all the time before. But um, I would say books that changed my life. Um, um, magic history books are great. And then just history in general, learning about the past, I think is something I still can learn from and change the future. So, yeah, that's really interesting. So first off, I didn't know there were such thing as magic books that you could read. And I really want to check those out. Those are sound really, really cool. First well, when I, was, when, when I was 10 years old, I got into magic. I saw a magic show and I knew immediately that's what I would do with my life. So imagine at 10 years old, not just saying, oh, this would be a cool hobby or this would be a cool thing to do. It's just like it was downloaded with information of this is what you will do with life. And then and I just knew I had to do it. But the very first thing I did, this was pre-internet. Um, I went to the library. I went to the public library and I went to the school library and I got every book they had on magic. Now, most of these are teaching you small tricks like card tricks and um, and close up magic, but there are some really cool biographies and, and stories and history books on some of the great legendary performers from the vaudeville era, like Houdini and Carter, the great and Thurston, who, whose name survived because they had these beautiful color posters that are, are still collector's items and like, you know, really cool antiques. So for me, I was able to read and almost like go back in a time machine as though I could watch these master legendary people performing and so that was very exciting to me i was learning you know the, the easy cool card tricks and things from kids magic books but I was also studying these you know accounts of these really great wizards so basically would you say that you part of the stuff that inspired you is you find some of the magic and you kind of learn from the biographies maybe not the actual tricks themselves maybe not the actual books that teach the tricks themselves but the biographies of the people that have done these tricks before Absolutely. And, you know, and, you know, they had no power tools or Home Depot or Lowe's or stores. They had to create things uh, on a very magical, you know, I mean, very difficult level. They had to, I mean, they had to invent and, and do things that took so much more time and, and was much more challenging than what we do. And just learning about their stories and their trials and errors, you know, I can relate to, uh, you know, their journeys and their performing overseas in Asia. I can relate to things they're doing. You know, I have some similar experiences now that uh, magicians in the 1910s and 20s and 1930s went through. It's, uh, it's you know, history repeats itself in many ways. And, um, and it's inspiring to uh, read about their journeys and then also uh, just feel like I can be back in time experiencing the magic and the wonder they created and they pioneered. So definitely your careers connected you to these other well-known magicians. And that's, that's really interesting. Now, our last question is, what advice do you have for teenagers? 
be true to yourself and really, really trust yourself. Um, that you know, for everything, for your passions, to explore your interests, to exploring things you like. You know, um, you know, looking back, I think peer pressure was a much bigger thing at the time. Um, but you know, when you get older, you realize you know things matter less. Like you know, as a kid, I thought sharks and quicksand would be really like terrible, and, and lava would be you know dangerous things for the rest of my life. And obviously, that didn't come true. So, same thing I would apply to uh, to you know back to being you know self illusions. I would really focus on being true to yourself and authentic to yourself, because once you do that, all the doors will open to you. Yeah. So basically shadow the illusions that you have created for yourself. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And, and the illusions you've created for others, you know, to fit in or to be liked or to, to you know, what you think people will perceive, because ultimately you're the one you have to live your entire life with every single day of your life and no one else matters as much. So you've got to be authentic and true and happy to yourself. And that comes from being, you know, honest and, and truthful and, and not having those illusions. Yeah, that's that's really that's really cool. So thank you so much, Mr. Rob Lake, for coming on. It was really fun having you on. Oh, this has been a blast. I'm so honored you had me. Well, that's the first time I've ever talked to a magician or an illusionist. So, Maddie, what did you think about that interview? <laughs> I really liked it because like I know like zero card tricks like the one where you just have like have two and you like it yeah it's like the most basic things ever and so I've watched some of the videos of him performing and it blows my mind because I have absolutely zero idea how to do any of that so that was really cool to kind of talk to kind of listen about what goes through his head while he's doing it and yeah I really liked it yeah I thought it was interesting too for the record I know no magic tricks or anything I have no idea what I'm doing in that department at all. That is not me. Um, and it's interesting. I was, that's the first time I've had to like watch an entertaining, not that speeches are entertaining, but like a performance for an interview. I thought that was really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Not just Usually we read books because we interview a lot of authors. So yeah, that was really fun. I enjoyed that a lot. So yeah, I'll definitely, if it's still up, I'll link the video that I watched. It was like something they did for the veterans. I thought that was really cool. So, Daddy, is there anything you learned about being a magician or an illusionist that you didn't know before? Pretty much everything. Because <laughs> my knowledge is like non-existent in that department because I've never really done that. I liked how he said, though, that he likes theater. And so he'll make his performances a little bit more theatrical and kind of. So I thought that was really interesting. Like, I feel like some magicians just do it. Like, I don't know. I feel like some of them are really dramatic and like really put on a like entertaining show. And some of them are just more like, I don't know, just doing the tricks. So I thought that was really cool. I kind of learned that there are kind of two sides to that. And that I kind of like that he does it theatrical because then you're like, oh my gosh. And you're just like on the edge of your seat. And so, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting too. It was kind of, he's had experience in like the, what do you call it? Stunts, I think. What, what mm-hmm. was he talking about in that, in the theater I thought that was really interesting. Um, it was interesting learning about his career and like how he designs illusions. I thought that was really interesting. And his advice was years though. Oh yeah. Advice. Dude, I would not have the patience to do that. <laughs> like that's unbelievable. I did not know that he spent like 20 years on that. That's that's yeah, crazy. That is really crazy. Yeah, that yeah, I wonder how that works. Huh. Wow. 
The magician I, never I reveals their secrets. I haven't even lived 20 years, so uh, and I definitely haven't been designing <laughs> something for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, we're not close. A little bit over a decade, and I wasn't working on anything as an infant. So there we go. I guess I'm behind. Yeah, yeah I guess we both are. So his advice was interesting because he's a magician and an illusionist. And his advice is kind of like, don't do magic tricks on yourself. And I thought that was kind of an interesting tidbit, especially coming from his perspective. What did you think about it? Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool that he's an illusionist and he's, yeah, when I say it, it sounds cheesy. So he said it well (laughs) and it sounded good. Um, Yeah, I agree. I think that was, was kind of unexpected. I don't know. I thought it was kind of unexpected. Maybe not. But I thought that was kind of cool that he could tie that in. And yeah, I think it's good advice. Yeah, same. All right. On to our announcements or your notifications pop-up bar. So here you go. Maddie, what are our usual notifications? <laughs> okay. So we have a website called aimforthemoon.com. Go check us out there. We have a contact page. We have an about page if you, like, for some reason want to know what we look like. We do have pictures of us. Um <laughs> we have a blog we have guest pages so yeah there's a lot of cool stuff so go check it out it's amyforthemoon.com we're also on some social media platforms we're on instagram and twitter at aiming the number four moon so we'd love to hear from you on those and so yeah youtube we're at amy podcast on youtube and some of our video podcasts where the guests were do video podcast recordings we'll release those there Although they're both in audio and video format. So if you want to see some of the video versions, they're there. Yeah. Uh, I think Stuart Gibbs was the most recent one that released. So definitely go check that one out. That one was really awesome. I enjoyed that interview. Okay. I I don't think... Are we missing anything? Yeah. Your tagline? Okay, well, besides my tagline. Okay, so no, nothing don't forget to rate and subscribe if you want to still hear our beautiful voices and hear more of our guests. <laughs> What? You're, you're, you gotta you gotta keep flowing at the conversation here. More of our guests' oh. beautiful voices as well. Oh, so, I was gonna say our beautiful voices. I wouldn't exactly call. No, never mind. Both, That's another rant. Keep going. Keep going. Both beautiful voices. There we go. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we present interesting ideas here and interesting people. So definitely keep coming back. We'd love to have you. And rating helps us be seen by more people on Apple Podcasts. So don't forget to do that. And don't forget to share it around. Share it with the uncle you see once a year. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Share it with the universe. Share it with the moon, if you know any astronauts, of course. Okay. And (laughs) don't forget. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Say your side's high. And aim for the moon.